60 degrees at St. Andre Bissette Church, downtown Portland. And it's 60 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's 83 degrees with 88% relative humidity at St. Matthew Co. Cathedral in South Bend, Indiana. Sometimes hilarious, always hilarious. It's Keeping Up with Ken Hilarious on Mater Day Radio. And he is the host of Living Stones, heard every Monday evening at 7.30 right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. And our man at the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, we welcome to the show Ken Hellenius. Sounds very comfortable back there. <laughs> well, I guess if you're a manatee, perhaps. <laughs> yes. So what what did you say? It's already 81, and how? what's the humidity? It's uh, 88% relative humidity. Ooh. So I'm I'm trying to look out my window here. I'm, I'm working from home today. Yeah. Uh, and literally the windows are fogged over already. And oh, it's only, man. you know, it's just after 10 in the morning here. Do you have air conditioning? We do, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I can tell you it's really quite lovely inside the house. Yeah. But as soon as you step outside, uh, your glasses fog up and it's just, it's um, it's like living in the locker room after the big game. Oh, lovely! <laughs> I envision you with a old style uh, lawn chair sitting out in your front yard with a Hawaiian shirt on and shorts and eating a popsicle. Uh, you got everything right except being outside. <laughs> That's it, exactly. <laughs> so, is this typical summer weather for uh, South Bend? Very much. Yeah, yeah. this is. Uh, it's it's humid. We get uh, we had thunderstorms overnight. We're going to have thunderstorms again late tonight. Uh, you know where we where we live is just off of uh, about maybe ten miles from Lake Michigan, oh. which is big enough to uh, generate its own kind of weather. Sure. So, yeah, we we get uh, we get a really ugly, wet, moist weather all summer long. Yeah. When does it usually turn the corner then to where it's a little bit more comfortable? Usually mid-September and October are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's that Indian summer, you know, and yep. it's just wonderful. So football games on a, you know, in, in September, especially mid to late September on through October are just wonderful. Uh, that, sound, that sounds great. So, by the way, when do the students report back for uh, fall term? Yeah, in about uh, just, I think the RAs arrive in about a week. Wow. And the students, yeah, it's, it's like early August, uh, the, that first uh, weekend in August or second weekend in August. And yeah. then the students start, I think, first day of classes is the 22nd of August. So it's rapidly approaching. I was going to say, yeah, next week, August is here. So, uh, well, you get get yeah. your get your books ready. You got to get ready to go. That's right. Polish up the old, uh, the old pencil. <laughs> get ready it. to... Take note. That's great. Well, today we're going to talk about the feast day of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, which is tomorrow. So, you know, when I was thinking about this, why, what's the significance, I guess, of the three together for this feast day? Yeah, so um, this is actually a relatively new feast uh, on our calendar. So Pope Francis approved the uh, kind of uh, change to the calendar on in 2021. Martha, Mary, and Lazarus are um, there. Uh, we meet them in the scriptures. We meet them in both the Gospel of Luke 
in the Gospel of John. And uh, so they are two sisters and a brother who lived together in Bethany, which is a town about two miles from Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And they are, we are told in, in, uh, especially in the Gospel of Luke, that they were friends of Jesus, that Jesus loved them. Right. Uh, and, and he visits them on at least three occasions uh, that we encounter in the, uh, in the Gospels. So before 2021, uh, tomorrow is the feast day. So the 29th of July was celebrated as the Feast of St. Martha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, in 2021, um, Pope Francis uh, kind of changed, uh, approved the change so that we celebrate the family. Uh, the the two sisters and the brother together. Right. So um, you know, when I first when I first saw this too, I, I had to think this isn't quote the Mary, the Blessed Mother. Correct. Yeah. This is not the Mary, the Blessed Mother. It's also not uh, Mary Magdalene. Okay. So there is a really there are multiple Marys that get mentioned in the in the Gospels. Uh, there's Mary, the mother of Jesus, of course, the Blessed Mother. There's Mary, who is sister to Martha. And and uh, and Lazarus, uh, who we will celebrate tomorrow. There's uh, another Mary who's married to Cleopas, who is uh, 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 another character who's mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so so this is Martha, Mary, and Lazarus who lived in Bethany. Um, we first meet Martha and Mary uh, in a very famous story about uh, where Martha is. Jesus is visiting their house, and Martha is in the kitchen, and she's you know, doing everything to to uh, provide hospitality mm-hmm. for Jesus and her uh, and his apostles. And she goes uh, and discovers that Mary is sitting at the foot of the Lord, listening to him as he teaches. And she complains. She's like, you know, Lord, there's a lot of work to do. And here's Mary being lazy. And Jesus tells her, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There's need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. So here, Martha learns directly from the Lord the importance of taking time to listen, to contemplate, and to pray. Um, And I think about this uh, in our own kind of time and day. uh, The Benedictines, Benedictine monks and and, uh, nuns, they really model this in their life. You know, they they have that motto, ora et labora, prayer and work, Um, both prayer and work. And prayer is the primary task for them. So when the bell rings to call them to, to the church, they drop everything and go and spend time at the foot of the Lord. Now, in our own home life, you know, if we're parents, of course, we have less time available to us because we are busy caring for children, caring for the family. But we still need to carve out time for prayer. And that is a model for our children, that's a model for our family members, when we, even in the midst of our busyness, carve out a little time for prayer, however short that may be, mm-hmm. but it puts the, the it puts us back in right relationship with the Lord. Right. Um, and then, of course, so that's Martha and Mary, we meet them. Then, in the most famous of stories, of course, in the seventh and the final sign that the Lord Jesus performed before his own uh, passion, death, and resurrection— was the raising of Lazarus, their brother. Um, we read about this in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. Um, you know, everybody knows the famous story. Lazarus dies. Martha and Mary, well, Lazarus is sick. Martha and Mary send a note to Jesus and say, come and, you know, see your friend, your, your beloved friend. He's sick. 
and Lazarus dies before Jesus arrives. And both Martha and Mary go out to see Jesus and as he's coming into town, and they're like, if you'd been here, our brother would not be dead. And Jesus tells Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. And she says, I believe you, Lord. I believe that anything you ask, God will do for you. And then we get that very famous line, uh, what is the shortest line in the English translation of the scriptures, Jesus wept. Right. You know, John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept because he saw he was sad for the death of his friend Lazarus. He was sad and his heart was broken because Mary and Martha loved him so. Mm. And uh, then he performs the greatest of miracles. He raises Lazarus from the dead, Lazarus who had been in the tomb for four days. Um, and this also has my other favorite line in all of the scriptures. Uh, John eleven thirty nine. Martha says, Jesus says, take away the stone. And Martha says, Lord, there will be a stench. He's been, he's been dead for four days. Right. And I always thought that if I was to become a bishop, that would make a great Episcopal motto. Lord, there will be a stench. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, uh, so Lazarus, of course, then his name has become itself a synecdoche for raising from the dead, right? Sure, right. Uh, I, I was watching uh, Christopher Nolan's 2014 film Interstellar mm-hmm. last night, and uh, the, the Project Lazarus is what they called the attempt to go find a new world for humans to live on before right. humanity died out. So Lazarus and his raising becomes this, this um, sign for new life. And uh, so Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, the brother and sisters who live together, are Jesus's dear friends who have things to teach us, you know, through their witness as disciples of the Lord. They're not apostles, but they are disciples yeah. who teach us the importance of listening to Jesus and, and trusting in his power as God. So mm. that's, that's what we celebrate tomorrow. Yeah, well, wonderful. Thank you for the insight onto that. That's, uh, that's great to know, and guys, like you said, gives us a little bit of an insight. So I guess let's wrap it up this way. Ken Hellenius... Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, pray for us. Ah, pray for us. Absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, stay cool this weekend. Great to talk with you, and uh, have, a, have a wonderful weekend. You too. Hey, you guys enjoy that beautiful weather there in Oregon. Thank you very much. God bless.